Hey guys, Matt here. First and foremost, thanks for listening. Second, due to the nature of the way we randomly select films, we're going to come across a few that have adult themes. We want to keep this podcast accessible to anyone because a lot of people listen to podcasts with kids around. So this is just some quick boilerplate. In this review, we will be discussing adult themes, and it is possible that strong language from the film will be quoted. This is your warning. Again, thanks for listening. Welcome to Rewind Cinema, the podcast where we go back in time and randomly select a movie to give our uneducated opinions about. I am your host, Gabe Whitehurst, joined by my co-host this episode. I'm Matt. There he is. <laughs> it's Matt. Uh, yeah. What's up, Matt? Not much, man. Just roasting in this apartment. Episode two. <laughs> yeah. Episode two. It is a little warm in here. It is a little, warm. A little toasty. It has to be, though. I got a jersey knit T-shirt on, so mm. not 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 super breathable. It's trapping the body heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's okay. Well, I can't have the AC on, or it's gonna drive people insane. Yeah, that's good. That's all right. We uh we don't have a very um we don't have an actual studio. My apartment is glorious. We have a studio apartment. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. It's not not a studio. <laughs> it's a studio apartment. Uh, but yeah, we're here in Matt's apartment. So thanks for joining us today. Uh, we are today reviewing a very special film from the month of February in 1980 called foxes meet genie annie madge and deirdre not exactly the girls next door hey anything you want baby not from you slime (laughs) they move to a beat all their own they're foxes foxes they dare to do what others dream of moving out buying a place of our own oh you know it's not just for you my mother would love it you look like kids but you don't act like them you're short 40 year olds and you're tough ones you forget your mom you know when you go out in the world it gets scary sometimes Learn to laugh a little. I mean, you slept with guys. Gonna stay with you tonight, Annie? Better stick to the pill. Cause you never know what you don't know, you know? Teenage dopers. What a waste. Drunkenness, narcotics. I don't like your friends, Jeannie. Never like my friends. I'm in love with you. Do you really love me? Let's go, that's Annie. How is she? She's loaded. If you're gonna stay with me, you gotta go by the rules. And the rules are, we're gonna get through high school. We're gonna pay back, Jane. And I'm not coming back for you every time you blow it. Jodie Foster. Scott Bale. Sally Kellerman. Randy Quaid. They dare to do what others dream of. They're foxes. Yeah, Foxes is special for sure. Uh, (laughs) It was released in February 1980, like Gabe said. I couldn't find again how much it cost, but the gross was seven point four million, so considerably less than Windwalker. Considerably less than old Windwalker. <laughs> I don't think people were very interested in old foxes okay, here. Wait, how did Windwalker make more money than foxes? Because <laughs> Jodie Foster wasn't Jodie Foster yet. Oh man, that's foxes why. is such a okay. I have some thoughts about foxes, but overall, yeah. it's much, a better movie. A much it's better, a better movie, movie than Windwalker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so the tagline is actually good. Yeah. Sweet 16 and never been kids. Oh. That's not bad. I've actually never seen... I didn't see that. Oh, really? Wow, it's on it... one of the posters. It was on IMDb is oh. the tagline. God, man, it... that is such an appropriate yeah. tagline, too. If yeah. you've seen this movie, like... Okay, I'm not going to jump ahead, but I totally agree. <laughs> yeah. Never been kids. Yeah. Never. Uh-huh. Okay. Never, so. ever. Uh, the director was Adrian. I think it's Lynn. 
yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his yeah, last I, name. I'm I'd sorry. Say Lynn Line. Yeah, so, Line sorry, Lynn. So, sorry, Mr. Lynn. Sorry, Mr. Adrian Line. Or, uh, unless it, is Adrian a, Adrian's a man. Adrian's a man. Okay. Um, he has some pretty good credits. He has Flashdance, Fatal Attraction, wow. Jacob's Ladder. Wow. And With, uh, Robin Williams? No. Uh, no, uh, uh, that, that's Jacob the liar. Yes. Forgive me. <laughs> Not similar <laughs> tweet, at all. T- don't don't tweet at us. Don't be mad at Jacob's me. Jacob's Ladder is a horror movie. N- never mind. Forgive <laughs> um, me. And then recently, Lolita. Oh, really? Yeah. So he has very sexual uh, undertones. Yeah, I think he likes young girls. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, sorry, Mister. I don't want to defame his name there, but I don't know. Yeah, okay, he just wants to educate us. Um, the talent. I mean, there's some heavy hitters in here. People that have had long, good careers: Jodie yeah. Foster, Randy Quaid, Scott Baio, Laura Dern, um, <sighs> Robert Romanus. Excellent tiny little cameo yeah. by sweet little th- her, 13 year old Laura yeah, Dern her 13. first her first credit and yet she's talking about things that are mm. way too mature for oh, her yes. to be talking about but it was the late 70s my it friend. was man it was LA drug culture okay. yeah um, I do have one piece of trivia I thought was pretty interesting uh, Rosanna Arquette Diane Lane Jennifer Jason Leigh and Christy McNichol all auditioned and or tested for the role of Annie which in the end was cast with the runaway singer Sherry Curie so okay. she's like the crazy rebel kid in the movie, the blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Annie. Okay. So I want, I want to correct you. I'm sorry. Jennifer, I think Jennifer Jason Lee. I don't oh. I want you to get an angry email. I thought it was Lay. I think it's spelled. It looks like Lay, oh. but I've heard Lee. I, I, I could be wrong. I'm awful. Sorry, Jennifer, if I'm wrong. Berate me if you want to. I'm sorry. I love you, Jennifer. Um, so some ratings here. Uh, 6.1 on IMDb with 3,100 ratings approximately. Not bad. Uh, Roger Ebert gave it a three stars. So that's like a middle of the yeah, road for yeah, him. Not bad. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, give it a 67%. It has nine ratings, so not a whole lot to... Not a big sample size there, but I feel like it falls appropriately in probably where yeah, it should be. I think that's right. I, yeah. I would agree with IMDb on this one. Yeah. Okay, so we just want to jump into the movie, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Foxes, Matt, mm. start us off. So the opening scene involves the four titular characters of the movie, Jeannie, Deirdre, Madge, Annie. Uh, Jeannie is actually Jodie Foster in this movie. She's kind of the main yeah. the main one. Um, so they wake up. They all slept over at Jeannie's house, and they can't wake up Annie. It looks like she might be dead. She's sleeping hard. <laughs> She's sleeping hard. My wife sleeps hard. Annie yeah. sleeps Harder. hard. Well, that's what happens when you take a bunch of quaaludes and stuff, is what she said. (laughs) Annie's in trouble, man. She's in trouble. Right away, she's... Well, I don't know, though. At that point, I was like, she's just... She's just a heavy sleeper. Oh. She's sleeping. Oh, man. No. You got that... I got the impression that she was dead. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that'd be a terrible way to start a film. I mean, I guess it it could work, but she was... Whatever. She woke up. She made a little joke. Yeah. Ha ha. Oh, she's fine. Let's go to school. Yeah. But they're all sleeping over at Jodie Foster's house. House. Yes. Um, Jeannie, Jodie Foster, Jeannie. wants to take her truck. Uh, she tries to sneak it out from her mom, but her mom catches her. She wakes up. She's in bed with some random guy. Um, and she says, can't take her truck because she's been skipping um, general ed class or the child care class that she's taking. Mm. Uh, child development, I think is what they called it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. They It cuts to them later, like washing baby dolls mm-hmm. like giving you know that old class I, I don't even know if they t- still do that anymore uh, somewhere i'm sure i feel like they did when i was in high alabama school, <laughs> why, why alabama <laughs> why not alabama i don't know okay so they're whatever but uh right off the bat though i think we'll we'll, we'll, we'll address this later yeah first of all jody thought or genie uh genie right yeah genie her mom has no business like telling her she's not a good student like, yeah her mom's a bit absent yeah i as, think that's as we'll get to part of the theme we'll get to later in the movie <laughs> yeah. uh okay continue though sorry uh so um she won't let her take the truck on the way out they're going to school they're gonna walk they can't take the truck um annie ends up getting chased by her dad who was also a cop yeah and so she didn't tell him that she was going to be out all night he finds her at Jeannie's house and then she runs away and he runs after her and a pretty intense scene so yeah. like right off the bat Jody, uh, Jeannie comes back out, Jodie Foster. She's like, hey, we're walking to school. We're not going to mm-hmm. take the truck. And they walk down the stairs. They open the front door, and there's this, like, cliche cop with these big aviator sunglasses on with a white motorcycle helmet. And he just 
like backhands mm-hmm. one of them. I guess it's his daughter. Yeah. Or it's Annie. stepdaughter. Uh, it's his real daughter, right? No, it's her, oh, it's stepdaughter. That's step-dad. right. Yeah, um, it's her real mom. Yeah, yeah, it's her real mom. So, and then he just like bursts into this stairwell and starts like attacking these girls, and they're yeah. freaking out, and they're and they're totally screaming. And Annie runs upstairs, uh, goes back to the bedroom, climbs out on the roof, hops onto like a terrace balcony, mm. and then jumps off and runs down. She's gone, dude. She's Spider Man. That. She Spider-Man and then her dad, her stepdad goes back downstairs, chases her, and the girls are watching and they're like, man, he's crazy. Yeah, this it, is so usual it, for us. Yeah, it's just like they're, they're not really concerned. Yeah. They're just like, he's nuts, man. Yeah. After she just got beaten by a, a you know, 40-year-old cop. Yeah, so. kind of insight into what their lives are like. Yeah, they're not, they're not good. Some things never change. Anyway, so... Um, they laugh it off. They walk. There's like a montage walking scene. There's a lot of those in this movie. I wish I could put some of the music. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I don't want to get copyright I told, strikes like, on me. One of the, there's, there's an amazing shot that I, mm-hmm. I really, really appreciated in this film. It's right after they... So Annie runs away. Her dad chases her. They walk to school. And it's this beautiful, like, I guess it's sun, sunrise. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, sunrise. It's morning. They're going to school. Yeah. And they're... It's just an amazing picture of L.A. in mm-hmm. the late 70s. Uh, it's like just a wasteland. San Fernando Valley. Total wasteland. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where they filmed that shot, but it's just these four girls are silhouetted. Mm-hmm. So they're all, you know, like a black shadow against this red L.A. Like, yeah. There's nothing. It's just like crap. I don't know. It's, it, it looks like a really bad place, but it's a really cool shot. So yeah. No, it is really that. nice. And I think they use it in some of the posters for it. Yeah. Um, this is where they get to the baby washing in the class, which I think is actually, it's a good scene. They kind of explain like the theme they're taking, the message they want. They're washing these babies and Jeannie is not good at washing babies. Mm-hmm. She's holding it upside down by its leg and just kind of splashing water and in its like face. pouring it over the yeah. body of the baby. And her very angry, like Polish teacher. I don't remember. Funny, yeah. funny little actress. She yeah. did a good job. She comes up and she gives her a little message and she says, we show our babies love and our babies grow up in love. Mm. These girls, deep, they never got the love. Yeah. I mean, she's serious. She's like, we show our babies love. Yeah. And then Jodie Foster gives a great line. She's like, it's, it's a doll, Mrs. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was actually a good scene. Yeah, it I was. It was really great. It. it was great. Um, so she goes out in the hallway. You find out that she had or has a romantic relationship with Robert Romanus, who looks so much like Jimmy Fallon, I want to say, when he was young. Yeah. I, I saw him and I was like, I, I wow. I agree. I would agree with that. I, I was like, that looks exactly like Jimmy Fallon. That doesn't really matter. It doesn't advance the plot at all. Sorry. But, um, no, it's okay. He's kind of a jerk. He's not like Jimmy Fallon in any way. <laughs> He's kind of a schmuck. Oh, you don't know Jimmy Fallon. Oh, that's true. You don't know him like I know. He could be horrible. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jimmy. Um, so... This is where we start learning that the girls don't want to be controlled by their family. Like they're they're saying a lot of stuff like, oh, I wish we could move out or like we need our own place. We can do our own thing. Yeah. Um, and at this point, I think maybe they just skip school. I don't remember, but they leave school for some reason and they want to go find Annie. Yeah. So she's like disappeared. Uh, she ran away from her dad. Mm-hmm. They haven't seen Annie in what? Like, I don't know, three, four days. Ooh, I don't think it was. I think it was just later that day. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I thought she sort of like ran off and Mm-mm. they couldn't find her because Jodie Foster goes to her house. Yeah, and that's later. That's later. That's Crap. later. Okay. Yeah. So they they find her. They go in like this really seedy part of San Fernando Valley. Um, I, I they might have said San Francisco. I don't remember, but they go somewhere and they find her on the street and. She's walking with this guy Some dude. and a dog, and the yeah. only reason she leaves is because you can tell this guy's mad because he punches somebody in a car. Yeah. Like, uh, okay, uh, we're, we're starting our discussion about Annie here. She's yeah. always with a random guy. Yeah. I have an issue with Annie. I mean, yeah. I, I feel my heart for Annie. Like, Annie's sort of this pivotal character in this movie, mm-hmm. but she she has such a crappy life she's always just running off with some dude like yeah. th- there's a scene where they're driving with her in the truck in jody foster's truck she sees some guy mm-hmm. not a character in the movie she's like oh hey johnny and mm-hmm. like jumps out and gets on his motorcycle and they just drive away yeah like it, i have a question did that ever happen in high school never oh, I'm sure not to me oh well, no who does that like you weren't a girl born in the <laughs> in the late 60s and growing my, up in the 70s and 80s so my my friends didn't do that i wasn't like you know cr- cruising davis boulevard in north richland hills yeah and a girl just 
jumps out of a car and yeah. hops on Billy Bob's, you know, Harley and drives off. Like that just didn't happen. Well, you weren't with the right crowd. <laughs> I wasn't with the right crowd. You're yeah. right. I'm a failure. My high yeah. school time was was wasted. No, I think something that I struggled with in this movie was me trying so desperately to relate to the characters, but I yeah. I can't because I'm not I'm not a girl that was born in the mid '60s, late '60s, growing up in the '70s. Like I don't know what that no, life you're a was girl like. who was born in in, in 1990 yeah. in Texas. Yes. So uh. my life is much different <laughs> than theirs, and I tried so desperately to empathize with them, but they, the movie makes it hard because yeah, you don't have any time to to do it with a lot of these characters. The only one you really get the emotional connection with is Jodie Foster's character, Jeannie, and yeah. kind of Annie. Yeah. I mean, you can feel for her. Well, Madge a little bit. We haven't gotten to Madge's yeah. issues yet, well, but true. I. I know more people like Madge. Exactly. Than, yeah. That's she's the one I could relate to because she. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get to Madge, but yeah. Uh, okay, sorry. So Annie, they yeah. find Annie. She gets in Jodie Foster's truck, mm-hmm. and they they they've got her. They drive away. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, Jeannie then breaks into Annie's house. This is where she goes, and she gets clothes for because right. Annie's going to stay with her because she right. can't go back to her house because of her dad. And Jeannie sees uh, Annie's mom. She's like totally catatonic, like doesn't totally. even like really seem like she's there. She's Strung on drugs out. or something, I guess. Yeah. Well, she's depressed. She's super depressed. I think. Yeah, they yeah. say later she's struggling with depression, so she's on something. I mean, she's able to talk. Yeah. But she's sort of staring off into space, sitting next to this weird, like pit bull, Great Dane hybrid, massive dog on a couch yeah. or on the floor, and she's just sort of staring. And Jodie Foster says, "Please don't tell." Yeah. Uh, her stepdad that, dead, yeah. that, that, that I found her and she's like I don't tell that man anything yeah it's so. kind of a creepy scene yeah like it's like really dim and she looks really gaunt yeah it's yeah. sad because like you see this terrifying glimpse into Annie's home life her mom is totally not there mm-hmm. mentally and her stepdad is this weird vengeful like violent mm-hmm. angry police officer so yeah, so after that, they go to a local convenience store. This is where we get a little bit of Deirdre's character. Um, ah, she Deirdre. flirts with Greg. Sweet Deirdre. At the store, the blonde guy, the yeah. dreamy blonde guy. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, so they're, this group of girls, like, again, their parents are so just not in the picture that they go grocery shopping together. Yeah. It's really sad. Like, mm-hmm. you think, if you watch this movie, you'll be tempted to think, oh, this is a cute group of friends. No, really, they're like shopping for food yeah because they're staying at each other's houses house hopping i guess just to be like strength in numbers yeah and uh yeah so deirdre sees this hot blonde guy named greg Mm. uh and and flirts with him Mm -hmm. and they're checking out okay yeah and she um she gives him her number i think or something she also invites him to the show they're going to yeah. Or I think she calls him later. Yeah, they get home and, and she calls him. It turns out Deirdre already has a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But she is... Uh, Deirdre, why, why you gotta... Why you gotta be so... Why you gotta be so rude? Why you gotta be so rude, Deirdre? <laughs> why you gotta be so sexual, all right? Yeah. She's obsessed with, like, sex. Yeah. I, I don't know how... It's not like she says that, but she just... You know, I don't know. She's very, very free yeah. in that... In that in that way as a lot of people were at that time yeah yeah so she calls she calls the grocery store she's mm-hmm. like oh i think i left my purse there or mm-hmm. something uh greg is that it oh well and then she makes up this lie about this concert she says that she's going with someone but they couldn't go oh i've just got these two tickets sitting here and greg's like totally i'll go and so whatever mm-hmm. and now we're caught up she, they go to a concert mm-hmm. later that night yeah, they get dressed up, they go to a concert, they flirt with some, like, scabs outside that are just chilling, drinking beer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is an Angels concert. It's like a Grease moment. It's like the yeah, pink ladies, yeah. like, acting all crazy. and Yeah, and they scream a little bit. Yeah, and, like, right. Kick their heels and all yeah, that stuff. totally. Um, and it's an Angels concert, which is a real band. Oh, I didn't know that. Time. Yeah, they oh were real. Uh, they were actually, that, they were all the real band members, so they were, like playing themselves essentially thank you for for researching that no problem i don't know believe it or not a lot of angels music but the <laughs> song they played was pretty hot it was very 80s yeah the guitar it was good like, yeah it, it was, was good. good it fit in well yeah um so they get to the concert and this is where deirdre's boyfriend finds out that the ticket was given to greg and there's yeah. like a little conflict there but then again it's like it's not enough to care it's not enough to care yeah what you mean on your part yeah, for me, like I can't get emotionally invested in any of these characters. No. just like it's so fleeting. Like it's, all these, it's so fast, and it's so sort of this. I don't know how to describe it. Like this cheap lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, 
Deirdre doesn't even really care. Like, these girls, I don't think any of them are bad people. I no. think they just have really crappy lives, and yeah. they have to do what they have to do to get by. But Deirdre, it's weird. They just kind of encourage her in her, I don't know, like cheating on her boyfriend like she mm -hmm. wants to hook up with greg her boyfriend shows up at the concert right yeah. so th th she tries to stop him remember she calls greg invites him then she calls her boyfriend's house mm -hmm. asks to talk to him and his mom is like oh he's already left for the concert and she's like oh no and freaks out mm -hmm. so they get to the concert the boyfriend shows up and like it, the girls go into this weird protection mode and try to like distract and jody foster steps in and tries to talk to the boyfriend and get his attention diverted elsewhere and mm -hmm. tells him this ridiculous lie and whatever he ends up leaving yeah at some point but deirdre just she doesn't care she yeah. just wants to score with greg she just wants to score with greg he's a dreamy guy so why not yeah deirdre <laughs> deirdre so um they go to the concert they see the show Jeannie meets with her dad her real dad backstage who is mm -hmm. the sound engineer for the angels and she kind of vents her frustrations with her mom about her being too controlling she kind of wants to be a little bit more free in her life. She's a senior in high school or whatever. Um, and then her dad is like, hey, I'll give you money, but you should stay with your mom because she knows what's best for you. Mm. Um, if you leave, you're going to end up like she did, you know, getting pregnant when you're young, yeah. doing a lot of drugs, and then you're going to be in the exact same spot. So he, he, he has, I think, the right message. It's like, hey, just finish out your high school and then you're going to go to college. And that's yeah. when you can kind of like... Like spread your wings a little bit of all the parents in this movie the the dad who works for like a popular 80s <laughs> rock band is the most sound parent yeah in the film yeah even though he's not there he's like hey yeah stay with your mom she needs basically saying like she needs you too mm -hmm. yeah and i'll i'll keep floating you child support uh, but i can't get you your own place she went to him to ask for an apartment yeah or i guess just I don't yeah, know, a place to stay a place to stay yeah um, so that doesn't really work out for the way she planned. They leave, and this is where Andy gets on the bike with the guy. She's like, oh hey, gosh. it's Scott or Steve hey, or whatever Steve. his name was. Yeah. And she's, they're like, hey, no, stay in the car. And she just gets out, jumps on it, and then just, she's gone, man. She's out. Again. Into the night. Who? When does this, does this happen in real life? I feel like there's a thing in films, too. Yeah. Have you seen, I, I couldn't give you an example, but I feel like this happens. Like, some girl or some guy will just jump out of a car and run off and see someone and ride away into the sunset. Yeah. And like that doesn't, does that happen in real life? Possibly. Okay. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> I can't never, say that it hasn't. It doesn't happen to me, Matt. Yeah. Right. I want to do that. You I want to jump on Steve's uh, bike uh, okay. and, and, and no, not really. Okay. But that's what she does. She's gone. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, I believed you that you wanted to go on Steve's bike, but it's fine. So um, they, she leaves on the bike and they're all like, oh, geez, why did she leave? They go to Madge's house and Madge is planning a party for all of her friends. Yes, she is. And uh, she has a keg. Her mom bought a keg and her mom sits her down just to give her some of those good old fashioned morals, Dude. you know, and Madge does not want to hear it. No, but okay. By the way, listeners, Matt and I have not discussed these movies yeah. before we review them. That's like a rule. We don't allow ourselves to talk about them beforehand. Mm hmm. So Matt, Matt is just brushing over the fact that her mom bought a keg. Uh, I, <laughs> as a 30-year-old, I, I hope, responsible adult, yeah. I, I watch this scene. So Madge gets back to her house mm -hmm. with Jeannie, Jodie Foster. Madge is like, in Greece, she's like uh, Jan. If mm -hmm. you know Greece, Jan is the girl with glasses. She's a little, you know, I don't know. She's a little heavier than everyone else. Like she, It's not a big deal, but she's kind of this nerdy sweetheart and... Madge is like the same stereotype. She's never, she's, she's a virgin mm -hmm. as she should be. She's like 16. Um, but, Political commentary. Though. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, she's a virgin and she's having a chat with Jodie Foster out on the porch. Kind of about that. Like, mm -hmm. Hey, I slept with a guy once, but we, we, we just slept together. We didn't do anything. He was much older and Jodie Foster's like, all right, well that's cool. You know? And Madge is just hyper concerned with having sex. Yeah. Uh, again, she's, not sexual like Deirdre. Yeah. She just wants to have sex. She thinks that's like a goal. Yeah. Um, and again, I can't can't blame her. I mean, that's that's how a lot of movies were this time. Like yeah. all the John Hughes movies were like, oh yeah, kids yeah. wanted to get laid. It, exactly. And yeah. No, I mean, I mean, kids do want to get. I mean, I, yeah. I, I wanted to when I was that age too. I didn't, yeah. I'm a loser, and that didn't happen, <laughs> uh, thankfully. But um, so yeah, Madge is like all. I don't know. She's kind of embarrassed by the fact that she's a virgin. Yeah. Uh, okay. So now 
They go inside. Yeah. They open the door to Madge's home, and all these little girls are there having a sleepover. Uh-huh. So Madge gets mad because, sort of random in the plot, like as you said, she's having a party. Mm-hmm. We haven't been told she's having a party until this moment. So she's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, but mom, I'm having. I don't want these kids here. I'm having a party. What's what the heck?" And her mom's like, "Oh, Madge, you're crazy. Don't don't be upset." So they go sit down, as you said, <laughs> on the couch. Mm-hmm. Her mom just randomly throws out there, "Hey." Me and your dad, we, we got you guys a keg. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. And I'm like, she's 17. Like, these are high schoolers, man. Again, <laughs> does this happen in real life? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I am a, the most sheltered, just loser ever. Like, I, I had friends in high school who, yeah. who you know, drank and, and did drugs every now and then, I guess. But, like, I, I never went to a party where the parents were like, we'll get you a keg, no problem. Here I, you go. I think the rationale is they go and they party elsewhere and can get in more trouble than mm. if they party at my place and okay. i'm under the okay i'm in control I, I guess i can get on board with that yeah uh i i've i've i had friends in high school whose parents would buy alcohol occasionally sorry okay. mom and dad but sorry mom um you know you know that's that's what happens yeah, i think it really does happen and i think it, it was a good scene we we got some more development for madge yeah. and i i can empathize with madge most um i think she's the most grounded character and i wasn't a rebel when I was in high school by any means, but I was, I don't know. I was just like a normal kid. Yeah. And so I, I identify a lot with Madge and sh- her mom was like teaching her about her life saying, Hey, uh, when we were young, your father and I had sex and all this stuff we experimented. Mm-hmm. I just don't want you to go down that road. You can mm-hmm. get pregnant. Um, all that good stuff. Did you think, sorry to interrupt. Did you think mm-hmm. her mom was kind of psycho? She like, I don't, I don't mean the advice she was giving. Mm-hmm. I just mean, she was kind of like this, Oh, Madge, you're great. Like, ooh. No, she was, that's a really it, it weird... It was more the acting. Yeah, like yeah. her... She seemed like kind of like on edge. She was yeah. weird. She was just kind of a weird woman. The performances were few and far between that were good ones in this film. Yeah. I think it was like Sally Kellerman and like Jodie Foster that were like tops. Tops. And then everyone else was like... Meh. Okay, but I'm really <laughs> glad we're talking about this scene because I, I wrote some extensive notes on this oh, scene. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if you have... I don't know if you're going to mention this, but it's just, it's it was a very... It, not supposed to be funny yeah. at all. No. I laughed really loud because it just was so I don't know, it just it's weird. This mom, okay, irresponsible mom again. Mm-hmm. I understand she wants her child to drink at home, not get in trouble, so we'll have the party at our house still. She bought a bunch of high schoolers a keg. So the kids are coming over and she's like, Well, we bought you guys some beer and Madge, you know, again I identified, desperately wanting to fit in desperately mm-hmm. wanting to be loved she's like she's <laughs> she says this she goes she's like well mom um what if some of these people coming over that they, they might not drink beer they might drink other stuff <laughs> <laughs> and then scotch yeah. yeah yeah and then out of nowhere her mom who already bought a keg yeah. like this is what gets her mom upset yeah then her mom's like wait 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 she goes she was fine buying the kids a keg, but not other stuff. She goes, what other stuff? And Madge goes, you know, like scotch and tequila and <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and then her mom looks at her all worried. And she goes, you drink scotch, Madge? Mm. And Madge, this is a great line. Madge says, no, but I want it. If I wanted to, I could drink it for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That is a good line. <laughs> and I was like, cool, Madge. Yeah. Just like, in her Cheerios, oh, dumps just, like a, a yeah, few you, shots in there. You're so hard, Madge. You can drink scotch. <laughs> For breakfast, and then the best line, or not, not, not the best line, but mm-hmm. the mom goes. So the mom like takes this news in. Oh my gosh, my daughter, she she drinks scotch and tequila and mm-hmm. other things, and she goes, "Well, this is what she says. Well, it's gonna be some party. Have a free time, <laughs> a real sexual time, maybe. <laughs> it just I don't know. Maybe that's like '80s lingo. Like, yeah. you'll have a free time, a, a, a real sexual time, yeah. Madge. And I just, I, I just couldn't. I laughed. Yeah, I, I, no, it's good. It's just funny. Uh, it's it was dated. just weird. It was weird. It, yeah, it's like, dated. The mom buys a freaking. She throws a kegger for a bunch mm-hmm. of high schoolers, and she's upset that someone might show up and drink some liquor. Yeah, I think we can both agree that um, this film does suffer from some script problems. Yeah. Just like Wind Walker. I don't know. Maybe that would be real, though, right? Like maybe. Maybe, maybe the mom's like, oh, it's just beer. It's not a yeah. big deal. Yeah. So um, did you have anything more to say about that scene, or do you want to move on? No, I just... It, and then, and then, as you're probably about to touch on, mm-hmm. again, like out of nowhere, her mom's like, oh, you have a real sexual time. And then Madge runs off to a room mm-hmm. in a fit of tears, 
because she's a virgin. Yeah. Like, she's not even upset with her mom, really. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess she is. She's like, Mom, don't rain my parade here. Yeah. I want to I wanna have sex. It's just odd. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not a girl. I didn't, I didn't deal with that. But she goes to her room and cries. Yeah. And then her mom breaks in and she's like, if you don't come out here and say hi to your friends, I'm going to send them all away. Yeah. And whatever. And you're going to have to call and tell them that they have to go oh, yeah. home or whatever. Yeah, you have to call them and apologize. Yeah, so it, there, the scene overall, I thought, had some good messages and stuff, but it just it kind of fell flat. It was a weird scene. It was kind of awkward, but we'll go ahead and try and bust through some more stuff yeah. here. Sorry. Um, Sorry, everyone. I just thought it was funny. It, was <laughs> it is odd, a funny it scene. It's an odd scene. Yeah. There are some laughs to be had. Um, so she sneaks out. She got grounded. So she sneaks out. She goes to Jay's house, who is Randy mm, Quaid. Jay. <laughs> Randy Quaid with a delicious afro. Yes. It's great. Yeah. He looks good. So Jay is this older man that she's been seeing, presumably, for a while, I guess, is he's, what the thing. Or they know each other somehow. I don't remember exactly how that went I down. think she's the guy he quote, or she quote, slept with, but they didn't do anything. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he's like 30 yeah. or yeah. 35 or something. He's she, older. She's seven, 16 or 17. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she goes there and then she stays with him. They have sex. She calls and tells her friends about it, which I guess is something that it realistically could have happened, I guess. I don't, I don't yeah. really know. Yeah. And I will say, sorry to interrupt again, in mm-hmm. favor of Madge, I just want to comment on that scene. I thought, mm-hmm. I, I found it hard to identify with her arc in the beginning. Mm-hmm. She's kind of this nerdy girl, but I thought that scene between her and Randy Quaid was really, really well done. Like she was very, very vulnerable. I mean, mm-hmm. it was kind of slightly humorous. Again, I mean, not 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 really, but just I don't know. It was, it was kind of sweet, even yeah. though it's cr- super creepy that Jay, this thirty-year-old guy, is going to sleep with her. Mm-hmm. She sort of looks at him and she's like, "Hey, why didn't we have sex? Don't you want to?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, of course I want to." And he's leaving. He's going to. He's flying somewhere. Yeah, it's she's like, well, when, "When is your plane?" So she basically asks him to make love to her. Yeah. Again, super inappropriate, the age difference, but it was a really, as an actor, like mm-hmm. it was a really vulnerable yeah. moment. Yeah, I good. think I think Madge, in terms of the four girls, gets fleshed out just below Janie. Like she's, yeah. she's those are the two you can empathize with the most. They kind of, they throw Annie in there. She's very sporadic. I think it, I think that they tried to like show how random she was by her coming in and out of the story, but yeah. you never get time to empathize with her. And then Deirdre's just a husk. She's just a person that's there. Yeah. Um. So she's just annoying to me. Yeah. So they, um, um, they f- throw a party at the house. So he leaves and she stays there and they throw a big party. It's actually a dinner party at first. It's a smaller gathering. Um, they do do a little bit of fleshing Deirdre out because she has to go shop, but she doesn't know how to shop. Like you can kind of tell she like mm-hmm. has a disconnect from the way that adults are supposed to do things, but they want to be adults. Yeah. Um, I felt like that was a pretty good point, but they, they have a dinner party. They invite some of the guys over. They invite Scott Bayo over. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Who's been in the movie that we haven't even talked about him. Yeah. He's been in and out. He's, he's sort of this nerdy, he's younger. Mm-hmm. He's probably like 14 and he kind of has a crush on Annie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the one who's this, the movie's sort of, sort of about i mean it's about genie i think but um but yeah he he's in and out the whole time so he finally scores an invite to this dinner party with these four girls mm-hmm. yeah and then greg is there and then another guy two other like I don't remember zit faced like 16 year old guys and yeah. they use the word stoked a lot like mm-hmm. <laughs> i thought that was funny like this is stoked yeah dude we need to bring that back it's lit it's lit fam hashtag stoked yeah um at Rewind Cinema Pod. Yeah. Shoot us, shoot us a stoked for it, please. Yeah, please. Um, so they they have the dinner party, and then I guess somehow people caught wind that there was a party happening. I don't know how that happened. I don't think they really explained it. High school man. Um, but then um, people start showing up. Laura Dern. Again, sweet, a young Laura Dern. 13-year-old Laura Dern. Yeah. And then uh, would go on to Jurassic Park fame and the like. Um, <laughs> yes. She shows up, people start flooding in, then there's a huge fight, some greasers come in, and they kind of stir some stuff up, and yeah. there's a huge fight, and the place gets trashed. Like, out of nowhere, too. I mean, not out of nowhere. Yeah. So, more and more students, students, what am I, Kid, more and more people come in to this mm-hmm. party. It gets totally out of hand. Jay's house is getting, like, just trashed. And then this group that's sort of in and out of the movie, these bad dudes who are always hammered and come in and just like start a freaking like anchorman news team fight just mm-hmm. out of nowhere like that's what i thought <laughs> it was just, like, it. that escalated quickly yeah like, they just come out and they, and they just the place just goes to crap it's it's bad yeah so the place gets trashed um cops are called genie calls the cops actually so the cops come and they get detained they're on the police um mm-hmm. police station uh annie's dad walks into the police station and, and takes her away so you know some stuff's about to happen and then 
they speculate that he's going to put her in a um, mental institution or like a hospital or yeah. something, like a rehab center. Yeah. Um, and they're all really worried about that. They think that she's going to kill herself. Um, Jeannie goes home and has the conversation with her mom. She's like, I don't want her to go there. She's going to kill herself. And her mom's like, did she say suicide? Is she going to kill herself? She's like, I don't know. I just don't want her there. Um, so they want to be together. Um, Jay comes home the next day. I think Madge is somehow not in prison or, or not in the jail anymore. Yeah. I don't, I don't she's, know how that happened. They, she's back at the house. They, uh, they got released. I yeah, guess, I guess I, I, maybe Jay was on the phone. I, I don't, mm-hmm. I feel like the cops talked to Jay maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It could be wrong, but I don't really know. Randy Quaid shows up uh, back at the, back at his house, at his house. Madge is there. And so yeah. is Jodie Foster. Yeah, at first, yeah. yeah. So they, he comes in, he sees the place, and he's super mad. He tells Madge, like, hey, uh, you trashed my place. I'm really mad. And then Jody leaves, and then Madge is leaving, and there's that scene where he's like, <laughs> yeah. she's like, why are you leaving? She says, because I want to or something. He's like, but I want to beat you up. Yeah, he's like, get back here <laughs> so I can, like, whip your ass yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it's, kick it's, your ass or something like that. It's weird. I mean, at first I was thrown off like, whoa. But it's kind of... I don't know that you, you don't think he's actually going to do it. It's almost like a weird, like yeah. weirdly endearing moment between them. Mm-hmm. Like this angry. So she, she like stops and she's like, you want me to come back? And he's like, yeah, so I can kick your ass. Mm-hmm. And then she walks away and he's, he's mad. So the girls are now trying to figure out a way to pay him back mm-hmm. for all these damages. Yeah. Um, so we'll get into a little bit more of that later. But then Jeannie and Scott Bayo hang out a little bit and they kind of have a heart to heart about growing up and like wanting to be independent. Scott Bayo's like a lot younger than her, I think, at this yeah. point. I think he's like fourteen. He's like a freshman in high school. And she goes to check senior. on him because he really likes Annie and she's yeah, in hosp- yeah. she's well, we don't know where she is. We don't know where she is, yeah. yeah. Presumably in a mental hospital or a rehab center. Right. So she's like, Are you okay? I know you like Annie. What you know, how do you feel? So mm-hmm. they spend the day together. It's it's good. It's a, also a nice scene too. It's yeah. like this cool no, it's like nice. 80s again like sort of this montage and they have really deep talks and it's mm-hmm. good um so at this point they're looking for annie again uh and this the the, the end of this film is just kind of like it happens quick oh and it's kind of bam 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 mm-hmm. bam um so they find annie she's with the greasers from the party and she's totally strung out I find her she, at a gas she calls station. she calls oh does she call them yeah she calls oh, Jeannie. found her oh okay Jody foster yeah and she oh that's true to, i remember that. yeah so they they find her at a gas station with the greasers uh, they kind of confront them. They throw Scott Bayo in a trash can. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets out and then he he skateboards over them and pushes a greaser into the the window and he get, his neck gets gashed. Yeah, he saves the day on a skateboard. Yeah, uh, another time later, but uh, yeah, twice. Yeah. So he he pushes him in the window. He has this huge gash. He's bleeding everywhere, and they run away. Right, um, and the greasers give chase. And then it's it's kind of murky. This this seems really weird. It's like, kind of murky. So. The grease, the, I love how you're calling them greasers, by the way. They're greasers. Uh, they're greasers. They're greasers, man. Okay. Scott Bayo realizes the only way to save her, he, he, he jumps out of the trash can, skates by mm-hmm. on the side. They're at like a gas station. Yeah. And he pushes him through this glass panel of the wall. They get Annie. They hop in the car. They drive away. The greasers are like, let's get them. And they jump in their white, like, grease lightning truck, yeah. like, car. Yeah. And then they start to chase. And then it cuts. Uh-huh. And, and like it goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I was super confused. Like they don't show a chase scene. And then they do, but it, it it's like 10 minutes later. Yeah. It, like, they, they lose them somehow. They somehow... Lose them. They don't explain how. Yeah. But it's weird. It's like they, they drive off and you think they're going to cut to the girls driving away in the truck. Mm-hmm. And then it, it doesn't. It's just like total change. I yeah. thought that was odd. It was really odd. And there were some weird cuts and they end up in the field at, field at night. And then um, the cops come and... They're looking for her. They, they see him out in the street. And they're like, you shouldn't be here. But but Annie's gone. She like went somewhere. She's in a field or something. She she gets out of the car and like she's super strung out. And so mm-hmm. she kind of wanders off. I th- Right? Yeah. Um, she, yeah. She's like in a field. That's all I know. They lose her because the cop. Oh, this is what happens. The cops show up. And so mm-hmm. Scott Bayo's like, we got to get out of here. So he leads her off somewhere. Jeannie, Jodie mm-hmm. Foster, talks to the cops. And they just think she's this girl at this random like, you know, like municipal watershed area mm-hmm. like out in this field and they're like go home you're you're like 16 get out of here so mm-hmm. she drives away the cops leave and then she comes back and annie scott bale loses her she wanders off can't find them continue yeah so she gets sent to wage so now it's just annie and scott bale out in the night 
and then the greasers come back right finally yeah they come back and they chase her and then it kind of cuts like it looks like they run over annie but i think she falls into a ditch or something she, she, it looks like she falls off the side of a mountain yeah but, really but she, that's how okay that's how she loses scott bayo yeah they chase her she like falls off this mountain sort of not really yeah and then scott bayo again with the skateboard mm-hmm Leads them on a kick-ass skateboard chase. It's a little chase. Down a mountain. Down a mountain. Super 80s skateboard chase. So there's some music. There's like some da-da-da-da, yeah. like, like grunge. And then it's like, he drifts under a semi, Gabe. <laughs> he drifts He must under... be the greatest skater in the world. Who knew? Scott Bayo. Scott well, Bayo. he can do anything, though. That's true. Um, yeah, so you're right. He like does the little cowabunga, like super deep grabbing his skateboard. Yeah. And goes under this giant 18 wheeler yeah. trailer thing. So, like, you know, like 14 year olds do. And then yeah. uh, a car <laughs> hits the semi, and then we don't see the greasers again. They're totally gone. Yeah. Um, so that's a really weird kind of chase scene that it was just there for some suspense and action. It yeah. didn't really need to be there. Yeah. Didn't go anywhere. Um, and then we cut to uh, Annie now hitchhiking with some sad, like, hipster uh, druggie who's, like, talking to her about his love life and stuff. Yeah. And he's, like, he's failing and he wants to give her a drug. She doesn't want to take the drug. Um, and then they cut. Or she actually gets into uh, another hitchhiker's car, right? Oh, that's she, later. She's, she's just walking on a highway. Like, yeah, yeah. The scariest thing ever. Like, I don't know if you ever walked... Mm-mm. I don't know. Here in New York, like there's a bridge that I have to cross if I walk home yeah. from your house at night. It's kind of kind of creepy. Like, yeah, it's like a highway, and yeah. she's just in L.A. And yeah, um, she gets picked up. She gets picked up, and then we cut to Jeannie's house, and this is like I think the best scene in the movie. Yeah, this is the scene between Jeannie and uh, Sally Kellerman's character. I think it, her name is Mary. Uh, her mom. Her mom. Yeah, and. And she comes in. She'd been gone for a while because she said that she wouldn't bring her boyfriend over anymore because she was embarrassed by him because all the kids made fun of him. But he's a nice guy. And then so they had this heartfelt conversation about, again, growing up, all this stuff. And then the mom is jealous because the guy comes over and sees these scantily clad girls. And like she says, she I hate my hips. Oh, yeah. Like it's yeah. a really, really nice scene. Very well acted. Yeah. Very well written. Um, uh, she's she's been in a lot. I, yeah. Uh, she's she's really good in this movie though. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was. Yeah. I thought she was pretty honest. So it's it's a good scene. Yeah. It's it's a good theme scene. It kind of fits everything in and kind of points you towards the end of the movie. But which again, was, was nice. irresponsible mom. Just she leaves yeah. Jeannie for like a month. Yeah. Just she's like, all right, I'll I'll step out. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go hang out with my boyfriend, and she just disappears. You can tell that she loves her though. You can oh, tell yeah. that she loves totally. Jeannie. But again, just, I don't know. Yeah, her actions speak louder than her words, obviously. Um, So then we're rapidly approaching the end. Annie hitchhikes with two swingers, which was the weirdest scene in the movie. It was the weirdest and funniest scene in the movie until what happens. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm laughing my head off like these cheesy, insane, super creepy swingers. Like the one, okay, so Annie's walking again. She's like super drugged out on a highway. Mm -hmm. This car pulls up. Hey, get in. She's like, are you going to North Hollywood? North Hollywood. And they're like, yeah. and they're like, are we going to North Hollywood? Yeah, we're going. Let's go. Let's go to North Hollywood. It's super creepy. It's a man and a woman. Man and a woman. They're, yeah. I, I'm assuming they're married. The woman gets out, gets in the back seat, puts Annie in the front seat next to the guy, mm-hmm. and they take off. Yeah. And like the woman is like touching yeah, her he's, like, shoulders. Touching her hair like, and her shoulders. So gross, dude. It's really it's weird. So creepy. They offer her cocaine or heroin or something, like a really hard drug. And she, she's like, no. And then the guy, the guy's like, here, hold this. And he yeah. gives her uh, a cup. Mm-hmm. And then, and then he's like, and then randomly, really, really harsh. She's like, take the wheel. Mm-hmm. So she's totally strung out, holding a cup. And he pulls out like a fifth of vodka, like a, I don't know, it was like a liter. It's huge, like mm-hmm. a giant bottle of liquor, and pours it in the cup. And they're laughing and haha, they're having a good time. And they get kind of upset when she doesn't want to join them. They're like, we like you. Why are you being this way? Mm-hmm. And he starts to drink it, and then, then they see the back of a semi, and then, <laughs> and then I there's a, a garbage truck. There's a, ah, and then they hit it. Yeah, and then, it, they're going really fast. Yeah, they're, they're Annie doesn't know what to do. It's it's actually really sad when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, no, it uh, is. But I was laughing, and then all of a sudden, oh crap! Like they they rear end this giant garbage truck, mm-hmm. and. Cut to, the hospital. cut to the hospital she's on a gurney she's being rushed they did not put any effort into making her look like she was just in a car crash no. she was pristine she was be- like yeah her face was 
Yeah. Not wounded. Not at all damaged. At and all. so but they, they only showed her face. You didn't see her body. You yeah. Just saw her well, you face. see like from her the the top of her breast, basically like her neck, her collarbone, yeah, like her up. collarbone up. Yeah. And then so they bring her in and they put a oxygen mask on her. She spits up all this blood. It's very disturbing. It's actually, just, it's kind of weird looking. Well, it's again that that moment. That's when the movie like sunk into me. Mm-hmm. It was this result of this really rough life that these girls should not have to lead. Like mm-hmm. they shouldn't have to put up with this crap. They're freaking seniors in high school. Yeah. And it got the whole movie, you know, it's this eighties movie, but it got really real to me in that moment, even though she looks pristine, they put this oxygen mask on her and she just like out of nowhere coughs up like blood and it just, mm-hmm. you know, Jackson Pollock's all over the the, <laughs> the inside of the oxygen mask. Yeah. And then she dies. Yeah. She's dead. Sorry. Oh, by the way, the spoiler for this whole podcast she dies we're, we're gonna we're gonna spoil every movie so i hope you realize now that <laughs> oh yeah if you haven't seen so foxes, sorry you haven't seen the foxes movie <laughs> from 1980 we're talking about but yeah we're just letting you know uh, yeah we're not gonna keep these secrets she dies she dies she, she dies and then uh actually a very good cut they mm. cut. Everyone looks really somber. They're sitting in these pews. You think, oh, it's a funeral. That's right. Psych, it's a wedding it's for a Madge. Wedding. Madge and Jay. It's a creepy-ass wedding yeah. for Madge and Jay, <laughs> who's 30. Yeah. So it's a, it was a good cut. It was. It, was. it, it, got bl- me. it totally played me. I yeah. was like, oh, well, that's the nice. Funeral. Oh, God, the movie's going to end and be sad. Oh, wait, yeah. it's a wedding. Yeah. Out so, of all this chaos comes... Something nice. Something, they grow up. Something nice. They grow up, except for Annie because she dies. Everyone else grows up. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so um, they go outside. Madge and, and Jay are getting in the car to leave. They, they go. Everyone's throwing rice, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Um, and then there's a scene between uh, Jeannie and Mary again. It's another touching scene about her going to college. And like mm-hmm. Jeannie's like, I just want to go alone. Like I like, I like to call you up. So she wants that distance. Right. Um, so... All the kids grew up. You don't really hear anything about Deirdre, I don't think. No, because she, she's not disappears. important. Yeah. We get, in the whole movie, she's not important. Disappears. Uh, she gets in her truck. She drives off. She goes to Annie's grave. Um, and then <laughs> yeah, uh, one of the best <laughs> lines in, in cinema history, I Okay, think. it's a good monologue. It's a good monologue. Yeah, but it does have a funny... She delivers it well. So I'll just give the last few lines here. She's talking about back when they used to get really stoned. They would stay up all night and talk. Uh, Jeannie didn't want to get buried because she didn't want to feel like she was suffocating, whatever. In the end, she says, but Annie, she said she wanted to be buried right in the ground under a pear tree. Really, not in a box or anything. She said she wanted the roots going right through her. And each year, we'd come along, take a pear, and go, hey, Annie's tasting good this year, huh? (laughs) She tastes pretty good this year, dude. And that's the end. You know what? Credits roll. I want to do that with you. No. When, when you die, I'm going to put you in the freaking ground oh, under man. a pear tree. And I'm going to come wrong every year. And I'm going to eat a pear. Yeah. And I'm going to think about this scene. I'm going to say, Matt's tasting pretty good this year, dude. Just um, bury me under a hot plant. <laughs> oh, because you... Okay. It'll be beer forever. Okay. Got it. I'll sustain you. Then I'll drink you and say, wow. <laughs> this, that, that sounds very bad, by the way. I'll drink you. Anyway. That's fine. Drink me up, man. Matt tastes pretty good this year. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. All right, so let's go ahead and move into our ratings. We, we've actually been moving a little bit longer than I thought we would on these podcasts. That's all right, man. But we're good. We're talking. We're having fun. Hopefully we'll hone you it in. Too. We'll hone it in, guys. Hone it in. We'll, we'll tighten it up. So go ahead and talk about your rating now. Okay, uh, so overall thoughts of this movie. These kids shouldn't have to deal with this. I wrote that in all caps on my notes. Where are their families? Where are their guardians? I'm just, I'm sorry. All of you sweet girls, you're not bad people. You just, they make terrible decisions, but I feel like they, they, they think that they have to, like they think, I don't know, they, their parents are gone. So they just, it's a bunch of 17 year olds trying to be adults and that sucks. Um, Jeannie's mom is a loser. She moves out. She moves in with a boyfriend for like a month. Annie's mom is depressed. She's totally absent. Deirdre's parents aren't even mentioned in the film. Like they don't, they don't show up in the film at all. Madge's mom is the only one who's there, but she's kind of clueless. She's buying her kids a keg. Overall, the film has some excellent performances, really, really good performances, uh, for, especially for the young actors. Jodie Foster is great. She's so great. Like, it's evident why she became a star. Very natural. Um, good. And, it, and it's a great picture of early, like, early 80s L.A. It's just a good time capsule of a movie. It, it lets you see a lot of natural people on the street, like, what it looked like. Again, good, good soundtrack. It's good. Uh, overall. <laughs> overall. I gave this film 
if I can find it. Uh, I I gave this film. Where's my score? Uh, it's got to make it up on the fly, my friend. Okay, I I gave this. I found it. It's two absent parents out of five. <laughs> All right. Two I know. See, it, in my mind, uh, again, when we rated this, I thought we were doing a scale of four. Oh, okay. So maybe let me bump that up to two point five. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three absent oh, parents. Okay. Out of five. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah, I thought uh, the film did some things very well. There were some good performances, mainly from Jodie Foster and Sally Kellerman. Um, Scott Baio was also very good. A lot of like the the technical aspects, the cutting, the sound was a little off for me. The cuts didn't necessarily inform where the next shot was going to be. So you would have those weird moments where Annie would like fall in a ditch and you'd be like, where, what happened before that? Or stuff like that. Uh, the sound, I really love the soundtrack. I actually want the vinyl. There's a vinyl you can buy. It's oh. really it's really cool because they have the On the Radio by, um, I cannot remember her name, but it was the song that was played throughout yeah. the movie. I oh, really oh yeah. That. They, they came back to it. They did it a lot in the 80s, right? Like, yeah. I, I feel like they took one song. One song and they the kind of harped on it. I mean, it was good. It was a good song. Yeah. But yeah. It was good. I really enjoyed the soundtrack. Um, the costumes were great. Um, I thought that the overall theme was nice. I thought that it was, these girls wanted to be independent and in the end they got what they wanted but they had to go through trials to get there and they had to really see being yeah. an adult isn't always all what it's cracked up to be or at least our impression of being an adult. Um, and, and that's pretty much it. I don't know. I thought it was overall a good movie. I feel like it's something that these people should watch, people that are listening. I feel like you should give it a go, yeah. see what it's all about. As for me, I give it three wasted kegs out of five <laughs> all right that keg got wasted because that it, party never happened and the party never happened that keg just got totally wasted the parents drank it and they got wasted they got wasted i want to say this is two films we've had the same ratings for i that. know uh, maybe we're too similar i don't know we shouldn't do this <laughs> yeah okay so uh you can find us on social media at facebook.com slash rewind cinema pod the same thing for twitter slash rewind cinema pod rewind cinema.com uh find us on itunes pocket cast stitcher whatever you use hopefully we'll be on there give us a rating on itunes please, please. whatever you think we don't we're not going to beg for five stars just give us what you think no give us five stars okay if give us five stars then, then don't listen or i will cut you off um if you like the music, the song is Spoonful by Natural Anthem. You can Ooh. find them on naturalanthem.net. It has links to their Instagram, their Facebook, and everything. Great band that my friend's a part of. And uh, that's it. Anything else, Gabriel? Yeah, Rewind Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts. Send us uh, movies that you want us to talk about. We have some stuff we have to cover first, but uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Until next time, watch more movies. <laughs>